0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another seven-day fat loss call here at TurbulenceTraining.com. First of all, I want to wish everyone a happy Valentine's Day if they are listening on February 14th. hope that everyone has a great weekend. Um, back from the Super Bowl, had a good time there. Uh, ate a little bit off plan, so I uh, I wrote about that on the blog at ttfatloss.com. You can find the seven-step detox plan that I live every day to overcome that. So... Um, Busy around here, working on TT Transformation 2, I'll have that up this week, and I'm also working on the TT for ads DVDs, which we should have available by March 1st, those are follow along workouts through the entire program, plus a couple of bonus workouts, including the one that we're going over today, the TT Beginner Total Torso Training. Also filmed a nutrition video yesterday here in my kitchen, going over my 15 Simple Nutrition Rules plus everything that uh, I had in the fridge and, and the meals that I make. We made some of those with you, so that'll be part of that. Turbulence Training for Abs DVD package is pretty cool. Also working on the Turbulence Training Big Six Circuit, that's March's program, as well as the TT Bootcamp 2K10 program, uh, both professional and personal editions. So the professional edition is for trainers, personal edition is for personal use, obviously. All right, so that's what's going on here at Turbulence Training Headquarters. Uh, the Olympics are also here, and I'm trying to figure out some kind of cool turbulence Training Olympic Challenge. We'll see what I can come up with, uh, you know, hopefully ASAP, to still, you know, keep in the Olympic spirit of things. Just haven't been able to think of anything good. All right, but let's uh, move on now into the transformation tip of the week for Monday, February 15th, and it's very simple, very short and sweet. And it simply is every day take baby steps to improvement, a little bit better than yesterday. So no matter what you did today, if you were, I would say, you know, a 3.5 out of 10, tomorrow you just want to make sure you're a 4 out of 10. And then after that, you're 4.5, then a 5, and eventually work your work your way up until you're a 9 out of 10 all the time. Now, if you were an 8 out of, half out of 10 yesterday, hey, just dial in a little bit more, and that's how you are, you are going to get results. Just don't get stressed out, you know. If you overeat on a Valentine's Day dinner, or, you know, you're watching one of your favorite Olympic sports or you're watching the Super Bowl, don't get too upset. I mean, as soon as the event's over, that damage is, is done, but uh, you can overcome it so fast just with a healthy lifestyle. All right, so let's get into this week's workout. It is a mouthful of a workout. I, I'm i going to screw it up, I'm sure, a couple of times in this call, but it's the TT Beginner Total Torso Training Workout A is what we're going to go over right now. Now, it's done in a circuit. And so each exercise is done with as little rest as possible between each, and then you're going to rest one to two minutes at the end before repeating the circuit up to two to three more times. So here we go. You're going to start with a plank. Then you're going to do a side plank. 20 seconds for the plank, 10 seconds for the side plank, each side. Then stability ball Ws and Ts, and you can find a video of that on YouTube if you want, if you don't know that exercise. Um, Then you're going to do eight reps for each of those. Then you do a stability ball leg curl, 10 reps, then kneeling push-ups, 10 reps, lying hip extension, 15 reps, kneeling ball plank, 20 seconds, and bird dog, six reps per side. Now, obviously, it's called beginner for a reason, and it's for beginners. It's a beginner workout because I just realized we just didn't have enough beginner programs, and when you get the turbulence training for abs DVDs, this is going to come as a bonus, and it's going to be a follow-along workout. So, We'll do 20 seconds of the plank together. Then we'll move to the side plank together. And, I mean, you know what? This this is a good challenge for people. You'll, there'll be a little bit of soreness in some of your muscles, even if you're advanced. Because when I filmed this, I was sore the next day. Well, I usually did two or three workouts at night but in one filming session. But still, there was more soreness than I thought. It was more of a challenge than I thought to keep up at the pace. So, you know, if you did get the DVDs, check it out. And, uh, you know what? Give yourself... You can even do do this as an off-day challenge if you're advanced. Um, It's a nice workout, obviously, working the torso, which is, you know, often a lot of people skip over those exercises. So that is an option for you. And then after you've done that circuit, you can go in and do the interval training that goes along with it. All right, so into Tuesday. Now we're going to do our 30 minutes of fun activity. You know, we want to stay active on our off days. So for advanced, we might even do that workout we just described. And now I want you to grab an apple and some almonds and some water, green tea, and let's sit down and talk about the week's research review, which is about dietary fiber and fat loss. Um, and it's kind of surprising the the fiber that they found most associated with fat loss here because most people think you have to avoid this type of food. So it's from a journal called the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. The study is called Dietary Fiber and Subsequent Changes in Body Weight and Waist Circumference in European Men and Women. Now, this wasn't one of those you know, small studies where they had 12 people in it. They studied 89,432 European men and women, aged 20 to 78, and they studied them over the course of six and a half years. And what they found was that the total fiber intake was inversely associated with weight and waist circumference change. So basically what that means is the more fiber you eat, the more your waist and your weight is going to go down. Now, the less fiber you eat, the bigger your waste, the more weight you're gonna have. Very, very simple. And we talk about you know having dietary fiber in your diet here at Turbulent Strength is a very big component. You know, the, the dietary foundation of everything you eat should be fruits and vegetables and raw nuts, in my opinion. Now, the funny thing that they found here was they found a really big correlation, an association between cereal fiber and prevention of body weight and waist circumference gain. So they found that people that ate a lot of cereal fiber had less weight gain and were actually had better um, body weight. So most people always get freaked out by, con- by consuming grains, but in this study, if you're eating fiber-rich grains, it does look like it's going to help you control your weight. And, and um, you know, me personally... I consume quite a bit of fiber every day and uh, also quite a bit of carbohydrate every day. Most people are going to be very surprised when I list all the carbohydrates that I take in. But I start every day with that blender drink that most of you guys are familiar with. And over the course of the day, I'm going to consume 8 to 10 servings of fruit. So you often hear people freak out about, you know, you don't want to have fruit in your diet because you're going to get fat. Well, you know, I'm maintaining 9 to 10% body fat all year round and I don't gain fat when I eat fruit, and I'll consume six to eight servings of vegetables, and I would say six to 12 servings of grains. Um, When I was filming the video yesterday for the nutrition DVD for the Turbulence Training for Abs package, I was talking about how many pieces of bread I eat, and it's a very high fiber bread, and it's stone ground flour, which is recommended by, uh, in the Food Rules book that I'm going to talk about quite a bit in the next couple calls, Food Rules is by this guy, Michael Pollan. And he recommends making sure that your flour is stone ground, and that just means it's, it's not that refined flour. And so, you know, a lot of people out there say that you shouldn't have any grains in your diet at all, but, um, you know, I certainly don't have any problems with it myself. And another principle of everything that we do here at Turbulence Training is to make sure you record and monitor the changes that occur in your body after you've eaten certain foods or done cer- certain workouts, and you'll find out whether or not that you can tolerate grains, but I certainly can, I have no problem with it, and so, you know, I'll eat four or five pieces of bread in a day with a couple of almond butter, cashew butter sandwiches, so, you know, it's very, very high carb, my diet, but also very high fiber, and, uh, you know, the results speak for themselves, so that is the information we're going to talk about this week in the research review, so... Again, bottom line is keep that food journal and just identify the changes in your body and in your mood and your mental alertness with every meal that you eat, and you're going to find out so much about yourself, and you will truly get results that way. All right, into Wednesday. Now, one thing about uh, you know these beginner workouts, the, torso, the total torso training workouts, is you should also test yourself a little bit in the plank and side plank. So we've talked a little bit about how a plank should be able to be held for two minutes, um, you know, that's associated with the best low back health. So, you know, find out how long you can hold a plank and also how long you can hold a side plank on each side. And then, you know, compare the two sides to make sure that your side plank on your right side isn't a lot stronger than the side plank on the left. That's probably an indication of problems down the road. So make sure that you're, you don't have a real weak side in the side plank exercise.
1: Okay, so workout
0: B is another circuit. Again, as little rest as possible between exercises. And then you're gonna rest one to two minutes before repeating the circuit two to three times. And then you'll finish off with interval training. So it's eight exercises. You're gonna start with a mountain climber of eight reps per side. Then stability ball hip extension. That's where you have your feet on the ball and you bridge your hips up. Then you're gonna do something called a stability ball mini rollout. So you're just not gonna go as far as I normally do in the advanced workouts. Then you're gonna do a stick up for 10 repetitions. Then a side plank 20 seconds per side then one leg lying hip extension, eight reps per side, dumbbell row, 10 reps per side, and then an elevated push-up or kneeling elevated push-up, six repetitions per side. All right, into Thursday, 30 minutes of fun activity again. If you're advanced, you can just use that workout we just did there and use that as your fun activity. If you want, uh, that's good mobility in that workout. If you don't want to do cardio or you don't want to you know, walk the dog, or you don't want to play a sport, if you, or you don't want to do yoga. I mean, those are all great ways to spend your off days, but you don't have to. You can do some, some very light resistance and mobility training instead. So after you've done your 30 minutes of fun activity, all I really want to talk about today is weight training for endurance athletes, because we get a lot of questions in from people, can I use turbulence training while training for my triathlon or while training for my marathon? And the answer is yes, you can, but there's two rules here. Number one, weight training for endurance athletes, the number one rule here is that they should cut back on the volume so they eliminate muscle soreness and so that it doesn't interfere with their endurance training. Because if you're training for a triathlon, it doesn't matter how much you can use in a dumbbell lunge. What matters is that you're not sore or injured so that you can go and train hard and improve your performance. You just want to have strength in there that will support your body. And I often find that most runners are very weak individuals relatively compared to other people that lift weights on a more advanced basis. So all you really need is a, is a decent intensity and low volume, and you can make improvements. So we don't want you to be sore. And soreness is most often a combination of intensity and volume, and I'd much rather keep the intensity and lose the volume so you don't get sore. And the number two, the number two rule in, with endurance training Is to, you know, especially with triathlons, is to focus on your technique. You'll probably get more um, improvement in your performance by, you know, working with a swim coach than you would out of what you do in the weight training room. So focus on not being sore from your strength training and working on your race technique, and you're going to get more results than if you went in and really tried to hit the weights hard while training for an endurance sport. All right, into Friday. Turbulence training beginner total torso training workout C. I told you it was a multiple. Anyways, it's another circuit, eight exercises. Um, these are some. These have some fun dumbbell exercises in them. So I try to pick dumbbell exercises. Some of them actually do work your abs as well. So you go through the eight exercise circuit, then you rest one to two minutes before repeating the circuit two to three more times. Okay, so here again you're going to start with a kneeling ball plank. So a kneeling or a plank on the stability ball is very difficult. So for the beginner version, we're just going to do it from the knees. Then we're going to do a bodyweight squat, then a one-arm standing dumbbell shoulder press with our palms facing our head. So that means our, instead of having our shoulders externally rotated out to the side there and our palms facing away, we're going to turn our elbow in, and that takes a little bit of stress off the shoulder. And while you're doing that standing with one arm, your other hand can be on your abs to make sure that they're, they're working and bracing hard. Then you're going to do a, a renegade row or a kneeling renegade row, eight reps per side. And then you're going to do a dumbbell chest press. Now, that's not the ab exercise with dumbbells. And the next one, dumbbell chest support row, isn't an isn't a, um, ab exercise with dumbbells. But those are both good total or sorry, multi-muscle exercises uh, with dumbbells there. And then you're going to do a dumbbell one-arm bicep curl. So you're going to be in a staggered stance. So with your right hand, you're going to hold a dumbbell, left hand forward right foot back a little bit, abs braced, and you're going to be able to curl quite a bit of weight in that stance, and by bracing your abs, you're going to work your abs hard. So you do eight reps per side, then you'll go and do dumbbell lying tricep extensions for 10 reps, and this one at the bottom, if you brace your abs and stretch your abs a little bit at the bottom of that lying dumbbell tricep extension, you can actually have sore abdominals from that specific exercise. So that's it. You're going to finish up go through that circuit a couple of times, and you're actually gonna do high intensity cardio, 15 minutes at a pace, a hard pace that you can maintain for only 15 to 20 minutes, okay? So, interval training is our choice most of the time, but sometimes we'll do very hard, steady pace cardio, but it's only for 15 to 20 minutes. It's none of that 30 to 40 minutes of slow cardio while reading a People magazine. All right, into social support Saturday. 30 minutes of fun activity, I would say, you know, definitely tone it back on the weekend. Take it easy if you've already done three hard workouts this week. And then social support this week. I really just want to talk about the mindset um, in terms of excuses because here's how I look at it in that, you know, there's so many people out there in the world that somewhere out there there's a person just like you who is in very bad circumstances, who has ten times the excuses that you have, but they're achieving the same goals that you want to achieve. Or maybe they're even achieving more. So, I mean, everyone has a good enough excuse to fail and to quit. I mean, we've all got good excuses. But everyone also has all the tools they need to succeed. So it's your choice whether to fall back on that excuse or whether it's your choice to take the tools that you have available to you and to reach your goals. So your choice, I hope you make a positive choice, and I hope to hear from you and from your results in the future after you've made that great choice and and achieved great things. So looking forward to that. All right, and then finally, to finish off the call, we're going to do our plan, shop, and prepare for Sunday, and we want to talk about protein today. So we're really just focusing on how much protein you need, and this will impact how much protein that you buy in your uh, planning, shopping, and preparation day. So this information comes from Men's Health Magazine, March 2010, and they report that even top-level, hard-training athletes need only 0.77 grams of protein per pound of body weight. They really couldn't justify more protein in anybody. And they even said that the average 180 pound guy, assuming average body fat levels, who works out only three days per week with hard workouts, needs only 80 grams of protein per day. Now that's a lot lower than the muscle magazines and protein companies would have you believe. And it's funny because, I mean, way back around 2000, I was just, I had pretty good cheap access to tons of protein powder and, man, I was consuming Two to 300 grams of protein, 200 grams of it from powder almost every day. And, I mean, you know, it, nothing changed when I stopped taking that much protein. And nothing was really that much difference from before when I wasn't taking that much protein. So, I mean, it's crazy what people, what we'll believe when we're younger and, uh, you know, some of the stuff we'll do. And and we just simply do not need a, um, a lot of protein or as much as people make it out to be. Now, on the other hand, there's nothing wrong with sticking to the one gram of protein per pound of body weight rule that you may have heard. That's not a big deal if you stick with that. That's not going to hurt you. Um, the only concern there is that if you have very high body fat, like 20 25 30% or more body fat, then it's really going to overestimate how much protein you're going to take in there at your body weight. So if you're significantly overweight, definitely do not stick to the one gram of protein per pound of body weight. That's not appropriate. Because what's really going to happen, as uh, Dr. Mark Tarnopolsky, he's, he's the uh, medical doctor quoted in the article, and he was actually my graduate, one of my graduate school professors, and he's a very smart individual. And he said, taking in more protein than recommended won't confer more benefit. It won't hurt you, but it, you'll just burn it off as extra energy. Because here's what, ha- what happens is, when you take in extra protein, it goes through the liver, and if it's extra, if it's not needed, if it can't find a home, I guess you would say, then what happens is the nitrogen that's in that's in each of these amino acids, it gets removed from the protein, and it's simply the, the nitrogen gets excreted in the urine, and what's left is what they call a carbon skeleton, and a carbon skeleton just gets, gets put into the same energy pathways as sugar. So that's all that happens to extra protein, you know, just imagine, like, in a machine, they just chop off the, the, start, the part that you urinate out, and then the rest goes pushed into the uh, regular pathways that you burn for energy. Another study that they talked about in um, this article was from, I think it was from University of the United States, I can't remember which one, but the author of the study was Dr. Douglas Patton Jones, and they, they studied what happens if you give someone 90 grams of protein at once, versus 30 grams of protein at, at once, and there was no extra benefit from having three times as much protein. So, this, Dr. Padden Jones he made the analogy that you know it's like a gas tank. You can put it you can try and put 100 liters of gas into a 50 liter tank, but it's all just going to overflow and be a waste. So that's essentially how you can look at it. In other articles that I've talked about before. Um, My analogy was that it's like a factory. Let's say we're making boxes at the factory and we have 50 people in there working the conveyor belts. And and we could put up enough cardboard outside the factory for 200 workers, but if we only have 50 workers inside, that's all, you know, we're only gonna be able to use a certain number of, a certain amount of material. So it doesn't matter how much raw material you ship into this little protein factory, the protein workers can only create so much muscle and use so much of it, okay? The rest of it is, you know, they would just burn the extra supplies because it would go to waste. So that's uh, that's the pretty good article on protein there that I highly recommend you check out in Men's Health, March 2010. I covered probably about 60% of the information in there. I want to save some for people to get the magazine, but it's a good, good article, really uh, set you straight. The only other thing to consider is that there is an appetite-suppressing effect to protein, and so you know that may be a good, you know, maybe good to have a high-protein snack. But it's also an appetite-suppressing effect from fruits and vegetables and the fiber there. So um, you don't necessarily have to have more than a gram of protein per pound of body weight. Certainly, no reason. And one last little resource here: uh, Brad Pilon has some good information, very similar. Uh, more research studies, if you're interested, at his website, truthaboutprotein.com. So he's got a special report there. So check that out. And that is it for this week's call. So next week we're going to hit Turbulence Training 2K5, and we'll go back and we'll update a classic. And then we'll do a weekly research review. I'm looking right now at either a cardio workout article or a calorie research study. And then we're going to go over my number one rule for men, which uh, I just posted on Twitter this week and then we're also going to talk about some more interesting findings reported in the book Food Rules by Michael Pollan. And uh, if you want to buy that book, it's very short. It's just 64 rules. Um, it's not in-depth, but uh, just good rules to guide you. And I got a lot out of it. In fact, I modified it for I changed it into 15 rules and did that into the, D, the Simple Nutrition DVD that you get with the Turbulence Training for Abs DVD package, which is going to be so cool, coming out soon. Um, my friend Dan, who edited it, He's my video assistant. He said it's just really cool with the way we got the music and intros and all this cool stuff. And and so if you've ever wanted to work out with me rep by rep, set by set, you'll be able to with the Turbulence Training for Abs DVDs coming out soon. So that's it for this week. I look forward to speaking with you next week. Have a great seven days. Have a great Valentine's Day, uh, Sunday, and I'll talk to you soon, my friends. This is Craig Valentine from TurbulenceTraining.com. Have a great week.